you got to do some promotion too to get That's people true. to show up. You can't just you know flip it on and expect a whole bunch of people to show up. Yep, depends on who you are. I mean, you know, if Rogan goes live somewhere. I guarantee he's going to have a huge audience. His chat box would would fill up. Right. You are listening to Podcast Insider, hosted by Mike Dell, Todd Cochran, and Mackenzie Bennett from the Blueberry Team bringing you weekly insights, advice, and insider tips and tricks to help you start, grow, and thrive through podcasting, all with the support of your team here at Blueberry Podcasting. Welcome. Let's dive in. I'm Todd Cochran, CEO and founder of Blueberry Podcasting. I'm Mike Dell, VP of Customer Relations here at Blueberry. In this episode of Podcast Insider, we're going to talk about the pros and cons of doing your podcast live. This is a topic right here. It's actually a bit of a hot one right now. Yeah, because a lot, you know, a lot of people are recording their show also while live streaming, you know, either video or audio or both in your case. And there's definite advantages to doing it. And there's some disadvantages and go through some of those. And, you know, I'm sure we have slightly different opinions on this. So that's cool. <laughs> Yeah, you know, the the live piece for me really originated because at the time, and again, I was going live long, long, long time before most podcasters even considered it, was the simple fact that I was recording my show in Hawaii and was doing a solo show. And really, it got kind of, I guess for a better word, got lonely. And I was just looking for just a little itty bit of, of feedback from the audience. So for me, the reason to go live wasn't necessarily the, you know, the value of doing live or putting something on YouTube or something like that. It was just more about the engagement. So for me, I think one of the main reasons that is a pro for me, even to this day, is the increased audience engagement where handful, and it's usually a handful of listeners or, or, viewers can come in and, and make a few comments and it allows me to interact with them just a little bit. And uh, for that, it's more of a dynamic process. But at the same time, doing live does require you to be much more prepared because typically there's not a lot of editing choices when you're doing live. Although people do edit, I don't. But that live, you need to be ready to rock and roll. And we do this more or less live to the hard drive, so it's not live live, but yeah, and we do have some editing, but for the most part, what we do here is more or less live. We used to do it live live on Facebook and other platforms, and we may go back to that at some point, who knows? But one of the other things I find is it's more authentic when somebody's live and you're watching or listening live. People, you know, it's all the mistakes are there. <laughs> That's right. Nothing, nothing can be cut. Well, you get to see the show before the cuts happen. Yeah, you get to see the sausage being made. <laughs> so, and, you know, and there's something cool about that. So, you know, but we don't do a lot of editing on our personal shows. I know you cut the ends and level it and call it good. I do. And I maybe slightly edit more but not much. <laughs> so. But you definitely get instant feedback. Yes. It's a pro. Again, if you have, a lot of people doing live don't have anybody even 
watching. They're not getting that feedback anyway. So I would say if you're if you're trying to do live and you you know live to you know live like, like YouTube live or something to that effect, you are and you're not getting feedback, then why even stream it? You know why even do that? So, but the instant feedback is nice to get a little a little commentary back and forth. Well, you got you got to do some promotion too to get That's people true. to show up. You can't just you know flip it on and expect a whole bunch of people to show up. Yep. Depends on who you are. I mean, you know, if Rogan goes live somewhere. I guarantee he's going to have a huge audience. His chat box would would fill up. Right. So it's all a relative thing. You know, if you're relatively unknown in podcasting or, you know, in your subject area, it might take a little bit of promotion to get it going. But once you do get it going, even one or two people in the chat room while you're recording giving you some feedback is is great motivator another thing too is sometimes people ask questions and while i don't actually ask for questions sometimes people do ask questions and that's where you have to have one eye on the chat box to kind of keep an eye so that you can keep that in there timely i've you know kind of lost track of the chat box and come back and responded to a question that would have been a better fit 15 minutes earlier so that can be a bit of a challenge yeah, don't let it distract you either. You know, sometimes people do live totally enamored with the chat room. Right. And not actually doing their show anymore. <laughs> and they're forgetting about that audience that's listening as their primary audience. Because, again, don't, don't, you know, you got to focus on the 99%, not the 1% that may be in the live chat room. And live shows can also build community because... You know, there are people, like I look at one of our friends, he does the Saturday evening wine stream, you know, where he drinks a bottle of wine and talks about all kinds of diverse stuff. And he has quite a batch of regulars now. And, you know, he gets to interact with them and all that. And there's a little bit of a community built up around that show because it's live. Now he puts it out as a podcast later and a YouTube later and, and that's great, but you know that's that's what live is all about is to get that community going. I could never do a wine show. All wine tastes the same to me. Yeah, I'm not one of one of those people that can smell it and tell you the five different you know things that are in it and how long it's aged. And yeah, you might learn though. <laughs> to me, either it tastes good or it doesn't. You know, one or one or the other. Fermented grape juice. <laughs> So, and I know that drives some people crazy, but some people just don't, you know, I just don't have a taste. I, I do have a taste, but it's good or bad. And there's nothing in between. But live can also drive discovery. You know, being on a live platform can help new people discover your show who may not have found your show via a typical traditional podcast app. So might be a way for show discovery as well. Yeah, it could be. You know, I've actually discovered podcasts that do YouTube live and a YouTube channel and they didn't know they did a audio podcast. And that's how I found them. You know, I followed them on YouTube and then all of a sudden, Hey, this guy's live. I go like that. And they mentioned the podcast and yeah. So if you're going to do live, make sure you mention that this is also available as a podcast over at podcastinsider.com or whatever. And of course, you could create unique content, something that can only be seen live. It's a once, you know, it's an event or something to that effect that 
really is best consumed live. So maybe that's a reason for it. Or again, maybe you're, you're, you're looking for a larger audience and you're putting your content on multiple platforms. So I think it goes along with that strategy. I don't care where they listen or watch as long as they listen or watch. We'll drive them back to the podcast within the content. So, yeah, one of the uh, one of the in, you know interesting, unique content things is okay. You do a podcast, you know, say about some medical thing, okay, and then you say, hey, uh, this Saturday at two o'clock in the afternoon, I'm going to do a, a live show that's just going to be you know questions and answers about this topic. And you promote that on your audio podcast, and then you do the live stream later and make that, you know, kind of an exclusive. So people that actually listen to your audio now have another way to interact with you. That's right. Let's talk about a few cons of creating, doing a live show. And I'll be honest with you, when I travel and not doing live, my production time is much shorter, probably by about 50%, you know, probably that much saved. So the time commitment Number one, when you're going to go live. Number two, the extra editing you have to do to produce that video file that's going to be available, hopefully as a traditional podcast as well, um, not just out on some video site. I think that time commitment is, is, is extended. Plus, you have to make sure your studio is turned on. You have to make sure that you're dressed. You have to, you know, probably for the ladies, you know, maybe a little makeup. So there's definitely some more, well, we, we definitely can use it, Mike, that's for sure. So I think that time commitment is much higher doing live where you don't want to show up in a t-shirt, that type of thing. It's just, you know, you got some, some thought process and plus you know, money too and putting the set together. I, I'm very happy that we're not going live right now. Well, that's, that's good. Is it, is it a t-shirt day, Mike? It's a t-shirt day for sure. Shorts, t-shirt, and fuzzy bunny slippers. Oh, lovely. That's t TMI <laughs> right there in the fuzzy bunny slippers. I'm kidding. <laughs> also, technical issues. There's been many a time when I got ready to hit the button and something is like not ready to go. And it's like, so I'm kind of under my breath cursing for five minutes and get everything on. And then you're kind of like, it really upsets the flow, you know, and then you feel rushed and you're making apologies that you're late to coming online. And so the tech issues can be an issue. It, it's getting easier. That's the nice thing about it. That's why more people are doing it. You can't really edit mistakes. We talked about that before, but as you're podcasting live or doing a live stream of a Podcast recording, I guess, would probably be the better way to put it. You know, you screw up something, it's there. You know, it's in the live. Now, you can edit it out for later distribution. But, you know, again, that's maybe a pro because a lot of people like to see you screw up. <laughs> so, you know. But at the same time, I think some podcasters that edit a lot, that move pieces of their interviews around and, and shuffle things up. That really is, is not possible. You have less control over the flow. And this is where the show prep, this is where I truly believe the value, again, is a pro and a con. Pro is if you're going to do live, you're going to become a much better and much more organized content creator. It's just a fact. 
Out of necessity. Yeah, because you want that flow to kind of go the way you want it to go. And, but you have less control over that flow, no matter what, because your guests can take you down a path maybe you didn't want to go. And if that was an audio only podcast, you don't care. You cut that out later. You get rid of it and then restack it. In live, it's not that easy. And plus, if you're live, you're live. People get to see that original content. And you get to see, like you said, Mike, the sausage being made. So I think that uh, you have um, less control of the show when, when you're definitely live. Yeah. And then, you know, last thing on the cons list here is privacy concerns. Uh, a lot of podcasters use a pseudonym instead of their real name. And nobody really knows what they look like, that kind of thing. But live streaming can potentially expose something that you really don't want to be out there in the public. Or your guest says something that later you want, they want to retract and it's too late. It's gone. It's, it's in the ether. Keep that in mind. You know, have your background such that it's not going to give away something that you don't want out there. We had a guest on the uh, when we were doing CES live and the acronym for what was once called the consumer electronics show it's now just CES and the the guest said something about company proprietary and we were live that within minutes of him going off the set he said hey can you cut that i'm like it's gone it's out there you know everyone that was live watching the show just heard it i i sure i can cut that in the edit but, you know, that topic, it's gone. You, Sorry, <laughs> you said something you weren't supposed to. You, you should have been a little more prepared. In my opinion, though, when, what he had said wasn't a big deal and it really didn't get picked up on by anyone. But I guess it was something that his PR handler just lost his mind on. So um, it's just one of those things where mistakes can be made. Right. And be be aware if you're streaming on Facebook or YouTube or Twitter or X or whatever it's called now, that stuff is out there still. Even if you delete it, it's probably still out there somewhere. So I don't know if we have any more pros or cons, Mike. Is that kind of the end of our... I think that's the end of it. You know, best option just depends on your goals. Uh, you know, what do you want to do? Do you, do you want to have a scheduled time? And do you want to have to clean up to get on camera or, you know, or if you're just doing audio, you know, I don't know. It's, it's completely up to you. You don't have to do it and, you know, or you can do it all, all you want to. That's, that's the beauty of it. There's no rules in that. There's no rules in podcasting, just best practices. Yeah. And that's, that's the best part is there's, again, I think what you said there, Mike, is there's no rules in podcasting. Do what you want to do. And don't let anyone tell you otherwise. The rebel in me comes out. There you go. Well, that about does it for this week. I think next week we got a, a pretty good one. So be sure to tune in. All right. Thank you so much. And yes, we got some closing remarks. Don't forget about us out here. You want that consult, give a holler. We love doing them for you. Thanks for joining us. Come back next week. And in the meantime, head to podcastinsider.com for more information to subscribe, share, and read our show notes. To check out the latest suite of services and learn how Blueberry can help you leverage your podcast, visit blueberry.com. That's Blueberry without the E's, 
because we can't afford them.